0: in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney.
1: I think there's a hate crime being perpetrated on the American people. And you know, I'm going to say it in my humble opinion is the industrial media complex. So I hate crime. They're causing people to hate. They're causing people to fear. They're causing Christians to turn on one another and, 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 divide the church. These things are not of the Lord. Where the saints at? These things are not of the Lord causing fear, causing anxiety. These things are not of God. He's not given you a spirit of fear. God's not agitated your spirit. When you start seeing stuff and your spirit starts to become agitated, turn it off. Is there a reason we have to see the numbers for the deaths and the cases of corona every single time you turn the TV on? Is there a reason we have to have that right there every single time? Y'all better pray for me. Is there a reason? Of course, there's a reason. You gotta guard your mind. You got to guard your heart more than ever. I'm only talking to discerning Christians right now. Anybody is not discerning, go to sleep. This is not for you. Uh-huh. You got to guard that heart. Guard that mind. Guard your spirit. The enemy seeks to rob and kill and You already know. Let's move on. Point number four. You can trust the Bible because the Bible is scientific. Y'all say amen. Amen. The Bible, listen, wasn't written by scientists, botanists, physicists or theologians. The Bible was written by simple, everyday people who love God. In the Bible, we find confirmation of the beginning of man and confirmation of the fall of man and confirmation of the flood and confirmation that Noah and his family were the only survivors. You'll not find confirmation of anything about evolution in the Bible. The Bible is incredibly scientific, but it doesn't necessarily, listen to me close, use scientific language. But it's very scientific. The Bible has the most plausible explanation for the universe anywhere. The Bible has the most plausible explanation of life and creation. The Bible teaches that God created everything, full stop. God created everything. And you can believe that God created everything, cause and effect, or you can believe nobody and nothing created everything, and that's stupid. Yeah, I said it. Here's the best, listen to this. This is good. Here's the best illustration I heard of what evolutionists believe. Once there was a puddle, and who knows where the puddle came from? And once there was in the puddle one cell thing, and one day the one cell thing said to itself, let's be two. And they separated, and the two got carried away, and the next thing you know, here we are. (laughs) If this is plausible to you, something is very wrong with you. See a doctor. Nobody times nothing is not observable. That's the definition of science. Scientifically, the Bible touches on many things. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 26, write that down. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things, who brings out their host by number, and he calls them all by name, by the greatest of his might and the strength of his power. And not one is missing. In other words, it is God who holds the stars together by his power and not one star is missing. Don't you love that? Scientifically, we have what scientists call the first law of thermodynamics that ultimately simply says that nothing is ever destroyed. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 tells us that God created all things and upholds all things together by the word of his power. Scientifically, nothing is being created. Think about it. That which has already been created can be rearranged, but nothing is being created. Scientists tell us that matter is static, never destroyed and never being created. Ecclesiastes 1.10 tells us, is there anything of which it may be said? See, this is new. It has already been in ancient times before us. Nothing's being created, nothing new, and nothing is going out of existence We have the second law of thermodynamics that states that mass and energy are breaking down and going from order to disorder, order to chaos, system to non-system. Evolution teaches the opposite. Evolution teaches chaos to order, disorder to order. You know, it reminds me of this story of this Amish boy and his father. They were visiting a city and decided to visit this new mall. And they were amazed by almost, listen, they were amazed by almost everything they saw, but especially two shiny silver walls that could move apart and back together. Well, the boy asked his father, father, what is this? The father, never having seen an elevator before, responded, son, I've never seen anything like this in my life. I don't know what it is. While the boy and his father were watching wide-eyed, an old lady in a wheelchair rolled into the moving wall and pressed the button. The walls opened and the lady rolled between them and into a small room. The walls closed and the boy and his father watched small circles light up with numbers above the wall. Light up, going upward. They continued to watch the circle lights as they come down in the reverse direction. The walls opened up again, and a beautiful 24-year-old woman stepped out. And the father says, son, go get your mother. (laughs) Chaos to order. (laughs) I thought it worked. (laughs) Science in the Bible. How about this? The science of hydrology. The science of hydrology. Hydrology is the cycle of water. Don't we know from eighth grade science or I don't know, maybe that's like master's level now education. But eighth grade, remember eighth grade, three major phases and cycles of water, evaporation, condensation and precipitation. That's how water goes. Saints, do you realize that all water is the same water? Listen, all water is the same water. There's no new water. The rain runs into the creeks. The creek runs into the stream. The stream runs into the river. The river runs into the sea. The clouds pull up the water from the sea. Takes it back over the land. Drops it again. and starts the whole process again. So that Aquafina is, <laughs> is more like Aqua River. That was good. It's just going around and around. Ecclesiastes seven. And all the rivers run into the sea. Yet the sea is not full. To the place from which the rivers come, there they return again. Job thirty six twenty seven. For he draws up drops of water, which his rain from the midst, which the clouds drop down and pour abundantly on man. How about the science, the study of the earth perfect balance? It's called... Isostasy. 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 There's your word for the day. I-S-O-S-T-A-S-Y. Isostasy. Isostasy is the study of the earth perfect balance. Job 26. We're talking about science in the Bible. Job 26.7. He stretches out the north over empty space. He hangs Earth on nothing. The Earth is spinning a thousand miles per hour, and the reason that you don't feel it spinning is because everything is spinning with it. You and me, and the ocean, and the atmosphere—everything is spinning. We're spinning right now, right? We're spinning. Everything's spinning, and you would feel the Earth. You would feel it spinning if the Earth stopped spinning. Then it would feel like you're riding in a fast car and somebody just stops the brakes, jams the brakes, slams the brakes. The Earth is in perfect balance. If the Earth wasn't in perfect balance, sometime of the day you'd be doing like this, and other time of the day you'd be doing like that. We learned that in school, right? Theme. Prophecy, almost done. Jesus, science. Number five: miracles. The miraculous, the Bible is full of miracles. I'm one, you're one. Somebody say amen. Amen. Come on, come on, do it right. You at home, clap those hands. Two miracles in the Bible, I'll tell you really quickly. Two miracles that I think of are, in my opinion, the greatest miracles. Two. And both of them have to do with going down and coming up. One of them would be the crossing of the Red Sea. The other would be the resurrection of Jesus. You know the story, the cross of the Red Sea. God told Moses to go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. The children of Israel are leaving Egypt and Pharaoh changed his mind. Remember, and Pharaoh and his army are in hot pursuit of the children of Israel. And they come to the Red Sea. There's a mountain on the left and a mountain on the right. And they come to the Red Sea. The Red Sea is in front of them. And the only way out is the way they came in. So they began to complain to Charlton Heston. They said, Pastor Charlton. You brought us out in in Egypt to die. And Moses lifted up his rod. The, The Red Sea, you know, it parted in two. The people walked through on dry ground and they come up on the other side. And they didn't even get their feet wet. And the Egyptians were following and they drowned, you know, in the Red Sea. We talk about and have talked about the miracle of the resurrection. So the drowning of the Red Sea, a miracle. Of the Egyptians and the people of God as they, the miracle as they went down and they came up and the resurrection as Jesus went down and he rose again. Two of the greatest miracles, in my humble opinion, which is just another reason that we can trust the Bible. And then finally, number six, we can trust the Bible because of what's this last point? Y'all experience. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away and behold, all things become new. The Bible says, let me have that verse just here for a second. The Bible says it doesn't matter what class or what race or what nationality you are or what language you speak or what level of intelligence that you have. If anyone is in Christ. It does not say if anyone is in religion. It does not say if anyone is in church. It does not say if anyone ties. It says if anyone is in, is in Christ. Anyone who is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things pass away, behold, all things come new. One reason I personally believe the Bible is true because of experience. The Bible says that God will forgive our sins if we come to Christ, doesn't it? And I came to Christ and you came to Christ and God freed my heart and forgave my sins. The Bible says, if I'm in Christ, I'll be a new creation. I gave my life to Jesus and I found that that happened. I was a new creation. My desires changed and my attitude changed and my my approach to life changed and my whole constitution is different and my character is different and the things I love is different and I have a new nature and the change is as different as a caterpillar to a butterfly. Everything in the Christian life, when you come to Christ, I'm almost done. When you come to Christ, everything is different. Can two people clap your hands and say amen? (laughs) Everything is different, ma'am, sir. And I do not believe that it is possible for a person to give their life to Jesus and there not be a difference. You know, we see people, oh, I gave my life to Jesus. Yeah, but I'm still smoking and chewing and going with girls who doing. For real? I don't know about how much you gave your life to Christ. You might have said a prayer. You might have came down front. You might even cried. You might even use a box of tissue. I don't know what happened, but I can tell you one thing right now. The saints know what I'm talking about. When you give your life to Jesus, there will be a change. And, 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 and look. look, I'm not saying that like everybody's going to be like holy and well, you're holy because you're in Christ. Okay, fine. But everybody's going to be like the same, you know, use of God or the same change is going to happen in the same way. Oh, that's kind of different. But the reality is there will be a change. And the things that you used to love, you're not going to love those anymore. And the way that you, somebody said, he changed my walk. He changed my talk. I am telling you, he, me, Rodney, he changed my eyes. I saw stuff different. I couldn't believe it. I saw stuff different. I mean, I saw the sky. I never saw the sky. Not really. Not really. I remember in school, I couldn't read and comprehend. I don't know if I ever told you this. I couldn't read and comprehend. It, we have reading, comp- I did tell you. We had reading, I'll tell you again. We had reading comprehension. In school, and I don't know what y'all doing right now. Well, ain't anybody doing nothing right now? But we are reading comprehension. You had to be able to read and comprehend. I could read, but I couldn't remember what I. And the nuns, the nuns, the nuns was something else, y'all. Them nuns, they came with a ruler. They gave the nuns the black habit and a retractable ruler. It was like in their arm, right here. And if you you know you wrote something wrong or you did something, I don't know where that woman she was like, quick, draw draw," McGraw on the on the ruler. You do something, and the thing. Hey, where'd you get that from? Hey, that's smart. And then they would have you to read. Then they tell you, shut your book. And tell me what you read. I couldn't do that. Because for so long, the drugs messed up my mind. You can remember, I could sound out the words, and actually I was pretty good with that, and with reading and writing, and I did all that, but I couldn't remember. And I'm telling you, when I came to Christ, and now over the years, He restores my memory. I can almost remember something I read 15 years ago. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? I like, I can remember things. And I might not have like the exact thing, but I can remember enough of it to go back and find it. Because that's what God does for you. Am I right about it? The Bible, the Bible is the only book. That is, has the power to transform your life. You need a transformation? Don't go to counseling because they mess you up. That's another sermon. My title of sermon, counseling, mess you up. <laughs> you need a transformation? You need a change in your life? Then you come to Jesus. You come to the word. Am I right about that? Everything you need. Somebody once said a Bible that's fallen apart usually belongs to someone who isn't. Want me to say it again? A Bible that's falling apart usually belongs to someone who isn't. In other words, you're using that Bible. It ain't collecting dust. You're using it. And you're reading it. And it's so old. The pages are tearing And you got notes and you can't read your notes anymore because you got notes on top of notes. A Bible is falling apart. Usually belongs to someone who isn't. And saints, we got to realize that when you become a Christian, old battles are over, but there's new battles. Old enemies weren't around anymore, but new ones are. The way you think changes. The way you hear things change. The way you think about the world changes. The way you think about politics changes when you know Jesus and when you know his words. Somebody say amen. You have to have, as a Christian, I'm only talking to Christians right now, if you're not go to sleep. I am talking to Christians. When you give your life to Jesus and you believe what this book says, then your view, your worldview becomes a God view. It becomes a God view. And you start thinking like what this book says. You don't allow people to tell you what to think. God's word tells you what to think. Somebody say amen. Your worldview of politics, now you got a God view What I mean is when you become a Christian, you need to align yourself with the word of God. Do not align yourself with the word of man. If you align yourself with the word of man, danger will rob us in danger. Because man is always wrong. And God is always right. Am I right about it? God is always right, man is always wrong. Don't follow the word of man, we gotta be careful that we're not aligning ourselves with man's wisdom and man's agenda. Watch out for people telling you something over and over again. Don't get me wrong, listen, I'm really almost done. I said that this is my third time, but I really mean it. I believe that the coronavirus has made people sick. I do believe that the coronavirus has killed many, many people have died and are sick as a result of it. But I also believe that we're going to continue to live with the coronavirus because that's the nature of viruses. Just like we continue to live with the flu virus, we're going to continue to live with the coronavirus. But this constant fear-mongering is hurting people. It's this this acting like the coronavirus is all in all, is killing people. And something is wrong with that. Discerning Christians know what I'm talking about. Something's wrong with that. The constant fear mongering. We all get it, everybody gets it. We're all smart people. But this constant fear-mongering has got to stop. And if it's not going to stop, which I don't believe it will, if it's not going to stop, then we have to, as individuals and especially as Christians, guard our eyes, guard our ears, guard our minds, guard our hearts so that we can watch our feet, how we walk it out as a believer, we got to watch that ourselves. And we can't let the enemy tell us how to walk as believers. And we can't let the enemy puppet master marionettes. That's what I'm thinking about. We can't allow that. So we all understand. And I tell you this last thing. Galatians 5.1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty with Christ as major free. And do not be entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Stand fast. Come on, come on, come on, come on. We can trust, look, all that to say this we can trust the Bible for many reasons. That's just what I get y'all. Six, I bet you can find a whole lot more because you're smart too, and you know the word too. I bet you can. We can trust the Bible. And when all else fails, that's all we have is the Bible. We have Jesus. Sweeter than a honeycomb is your word. Like sweeter than chocolate. It's good. It satisfies. So be sure to read it. Be sure to read it. Keep your face in the book. Keep your face in the book. Not on the screen. In the book. Not unless, of course, I'm teaching. Keep your face in the.
0: You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time.